Hare Krishna, I welcome all to Everyday Chant Harinam Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have um, His Grace Sarvadrik Das Prabhu from India to enlighten us on verse 5 from chapter 5 and canto 5. Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Okay, please accept mine. All glories to all the devotees. Whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Prabhu. Okay, thank you, Mataji. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Bharam Naram Chahiva Narotamam Devin Sarasatim Vyasam Tatojayam Udirayat This morning, <coughs> we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5. Chapter 5, Text 5. I'll read the Sanskrit translation and Srila Prabhupada's purport. Prabhavastavada bodhajato yavanda jagyasata atma tattam yavakriyastavadidammanovai karmatmakam yena sharira panda Prabhava defeat misery tabat so long abodhajataha produced from ignorance yavat as long as na, not digasate, inquires about atmatattam, the truth of the self, yavat, as long as kriyaha, fruitive activities, tavat, so long, idam, this, manaha, mind, vai, indeed, karma, atmakam, absorbed in material activities, yena, by which, sharira bandaha, bondage to this material body. Translation, as long as one does not inquire about the spiritual values of life, one is defeated and subjected to miseries arising from ignorance. Be it sinful or pious, karma has its resultant actions. If a person is engaged in any kind of karma, his mind is called karmatmaka, colored with fruitive activity. As long as the mind is impure, consciousness is unclear. And as long as one is absorbed in fruitive activity, he has to accept a material body. Srila Prabhupada's purport, Srila Prabhupada. Generally, people think that one should act very piously in order to be relieved from misery. But this is not a fact. Even though one engages in pious activity and speculation, he is nonetheless defeated. His only aim should be emancipation from the clutches of maya and all material activities. Speculative knowledge and pious activity do not solve the problems of material life. One should be inquisitive to understand his spiritual position, as stated in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, verse 37. As a blazing fire turns firewood to ashes, O Arjuna, so does the fire of knowledge burn to ashes all reactions to material activities. Unless one understands the self and its activities, one has to be considered in material bondage. In Shimon Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 2, Verse 32, it is also said, Yenye Ravindaksavi Avishuddha a person who doesn't have knowledge of the devotional service may think himself liberated, but actually he is not. 
Such people may approach the impersonal Brahman effulgence, but they fall down again into material enjoyment because they have no knowledge of devotional service. As long as one is interested in karma and jnana, he continues enduring the miseries of material life, birth, old age, disease, and death. Karmis certainly take on one body after another. As far as jnanis are concerned, unless they are promoted to the topmost understanding, they must return to the material world, as explained in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, verse 19. Bahunam janmanam ante jnanavan maam prapadite. The point is to know Krishna, Vasudeva, as everything, and surrender unto him. Karmis do not know this, but a devotee who is 100% engaged in the devotional service of the Lord knows fully what is karma and jnana. Therefore, a pure devotee is no longer interested in karma or jnana. Anyabhilashita shunyam jnana karmadhyanabhitam Chaitanya Charitamritam Majilila Chapter 19, verse 167 A real bhakta is untouched by any tinge of karma and jnana. His only purpose in life is to serve the Lord. Om jnana timirantasya Yanjanashalakrachakshundanjatasmaishigurvenamaha <laughs> Vrindavanasinahitavatarapasidaradhapanyapacharapandainantadbhutashvayamshichaitandamahaprabhumnichopiyatprasadatsyadbhaktishastrapavartaka Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Vindai Tulsi Dibai Priyayake Shiva Krishna Bhakti Pradidevi Satta Vatay Namo Namaha. Vansha Kopatu Vishakrapas Indu Deva Japati Dhanam Pavani Dhamma Vaishnavidyo Namo Namaha. It's funny, when I was looking at this verse, this word, one word stuck out. Parabhava, Srila Prabhupada translates it as defeat or misery. That one is defeated in material life if he's a bodhijata, if he's in ignorance. And this is the whole unfortunate condition of every living being bereft of a relationship with devotional service in Lord Krishna. In ignorance, they're thinking. I'm making, <laughs> they're thinking I'm making progress. But what is that? They're only progressing towards these things. Birth, death, old age, and disease. This isn't progress. Real progress means how to get out of the material world. I mean, even a dead body is progressing, right? It's simply becoming more and more rotten, more foul, and more evil smelling. It's progressing. So in material life, these people think, I'm also progressing. But where are they? They're progressing to hell because they have no conception of self. <coughs> they don't know who they are. 
They don't know what this world is. They don't know that they're bound by the rules of material nature and they're uh, responsible for every act they perform. Uh, and the, the purport explains that karma has its resultant actions, sinful or pious. Because even pious work, good karma, is actually bad karma because it binds us to this material world. Say a person gives money to build temples and plant trees and dig wells and feed people and clothe people and build hospitals, all pious work. He'll get an amazing result from that. But he has to come back to the material world to enjoy it. So even good karma, I mean, we shouldn't think, we shouldn't discourage people from these things. But there has to be a connection with Krishna. Otherwise, that good karma will bring you back to this material world. The Lord says, That whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, whatever austerities you perform, whatever sacrifice, madarpana means offer to me. So unless there's this connection with Krishna, unless one's activities, no matter how pious, unless they're connected with Krishna, one has to come back to the material world. So good karma is actually bad karma. And, and of course, sinful life simply, uh, and we're, going, we, we're going to read in this fifth canto, the hellish torments that people experience by sinful life, kumbhipaka. If one cooks living beings for his food, then he is also cooked in a kumba. Kumbhipaka means, paka means cooked. Cooked in a kumba, cooked in a pot of boiling oil. You like to cook chickens? Okay, here you go. Now it's your turn. Creamy boja, where you're thrown into a lake and your body is eaten by worms. Andhita the whole surface of the, of the planet there is made of hot copper. Everywhere you sit, everywhere you walk, your body is simply burned. One, after, one step after another. So these hellish torments are described in, in Srimad Bhagavatam. They're not uh, manufactured. It's not a fairy tale. It's not illusion. This is a fact. But we should understand what it is. Hell means that we suffer in our subtle body. Because there's different descriptions how the body is torn to pieces. How, how often can the body be torn to pieces? If, if it's in your subtle body, you can, it can, your subtle body can be torn to pieces over and over again, just like in a dream. Dream is also subtle body. We experience suffering in a dream sometimes. We're being chased by a tiger. We're falling off a cliff. We're in an airplane that's crashing. And we're very, very fearful. You're thrashing in your bed. And you're suffering. But you're not really suffering. You're lying in your bed, in your subtle body, in your mind and intelligence. You're suffering. So hell is something like that, but it is suffering, not like gross material body, but you're suffering. So that is the result of sinful life. So either pious life or sinful life, karma has its resultant actions. And such a person who is addicted to fruitive activity is described here as karmatmakam. Their mind is absorbed in how to get ahead in the world. Fruitive activity means, we hear this word a lot, fruitive activity. What does it mean? Fruitive activity means I will work hard and I will enjoy the result. The result is all mine. 
work hard, make money, and buy things for mental and sensual pleasure. This is called karmatmakam. But this verse is explaining that this means your mind is impure. Your consciousness is unclear because you, you don't see what is the objective of life. Why we came to this material? Did we come here to enjoy? Yes. But is that the ultimate objective of human life? Absolutely not. Nayam deha deho bhajam niloke kashtan kaman arhati vidbhujam ye tapo dibhyam putrika yena sattam shudyat brahmasokyam tvanantam. We're meant, shudyat brahmasokyam, we're meant to purify our consciousness, to enjoy unending happiness. Every other happiness in this mature world has its beginning and its end. Bhagavad Gita tells us, fifth chapter. Yehi sansparasaja boga dukkha yonaya evate ajantavanta konteya nateshu ramate buddha. That we're thinking, I will enjoy sansparsh boga. Sansparsh boga means sensual happiness. I will touch, I will smell, I will hear, I will taste, uh, and I will see. And we arrange our life, the, material, the materialistic mind tries to arrange life in such a way to give pleasure to all our five senses. Our jnanendriyas, karmendriyas, our working senses, our uh, knowledge acquiring senses. How will I enjoy? This is called fruitive activity. How to arrange my life to get the money, to get the house, to get the car, to get the position, the bank balance, the family. I will enjoy all the people are ignorant. This is described here. Abodhajata their ignorance comes, is born, their suffering is born. Jata means is born. Ignorance is born from a lack of knowledge because they don't know. They never thought about it. Most people never even thought about what is the self? Who am I? What is this world? Why did I come here? How can I get out? Why am I suffering? Your average man on the street, average woman on the street never even considers these things because they're too busy trying to. Karmatmakam. Their mind is absorbed in fruitive activities. How will I enjoy my senses? So this is the saddest thing from the, point of, from the perspective of devotional life. When we see people just completely absorbed in material life, it's the saddest thing because they're working they're in, in, in ignorance. They're just muddling through life, trying to be happy, but in, in, in effect, they're simply creating their own happiness. Why? Dukkha yoneya evate. That sanspars bhog, material sense gratification, bringing our senses in contact with their objects, is the cause of our unhappiness, not our happiness. They're thinking, every, every conditioned soul thinks, by sense gratification, I will be happy but to get the exact opposite result by trying to gratify the senses. Where does unhappiness come from? Dukkayoni. Unhappiness. Dukkha is born. Dukkayoni. It's born from Sansparsh Boga. And what is the nature of that happiness? Ajantavantukonteya. It has its beginning and it has its end. So an intelligent person, Brahmate, Buddha, Someone who's actually intelligent, he doesn't take his pleasure there. He takes his pleasure in that which is unli- a, 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 this unlimited spiritual happiness that is achieved by 
little austerity. By doing little austerity, we can taste spiritual happiness, which actually touches the soul. Material happiness can never touch the soul. And every material happiness is temporary. For example, jayato vishayan pumsa sangaste shupajayate. We start thinking about something. And by thinking about it, sangat sangayate kama, kamat kodo We start thinking, I want that thing. For example, if you think, I want to eat pizza. Everyone loves pizza, especially devotees. So if you start thinking, I want to eat pizza, and you develop this mental craving, I really want to, I'm going to go buy pizza at Govinda's, or I'm going to make a big pizza, I'm going to offer it to Krishna, and I'm going to enjoy. And when you eat that first piece of pizza, you think you've gone to heaven. Wow, it's so delicious, so tasty. I'll have another, and I'll have another. But there comes a point where you can't eat anymore. So what happened to the enjoyable experience of chewing food, chewing delicious food and swallowing it? Everyone likes to do this. We're, <laughs> even in the spiritual world, they're also eating delicious food. But they don't have this satiation problem. They can eat as much as they want. Anything they want. No cholesterol problem. No BP problem. No indigestion problem. That's the spiritual world. But here, we also have to digest what we eat. So after the experience, the pleasurable experience of eating is finished, then the reaction sets in. Oh, I eat. Then you're bloated. The digestion is not working. Acid problem comes. Uh, acid reflex problem. Where is the Tums? Where is the Eno? Where is the acid blocker? This is the material world. But that pleasure, if we analyze, just as the pleasure of eating pizza has its beginning and its end, every material pleasure, every single solitary material pleasure has its beginning and it has its adyanta vanta kontea, o kontea, please reflect on this, Arjuna, please reflect on this, all material pleasure has its beginning and its end. So, Ramate Buddha, a thoughtful person, doesn't take his pleasure there. Because that pleasure is available also to the animals. Even the stool eaters, the pigs, the cows, the dogs, cats, who eat their own stool and the stool of other animals, they also enjoy eating. They enjoy sex. They enjoy fighting with each other. They enjoy their life just as we do, but on a lower standard. They sleep on the street or they sleep on a pile of sand. And we sleep in a silk bed with the heater and maybe nice music is playing and we're very comfortable, nice, comfortable, but, but when you're asleep, you're no different than a dog. I was in Udaipur one time and we wanted to go up to have a tour of the palace, the Maharaj of Udaipur's palace. But when we got to the gate, no admittance. The Maharaj has said no admittance. So we weren't able to go. That afternoon, I was looking out the window from my room, and there was a dog lying on top of a very large pile of sand. And he'd made a cozy little nest for him. He'd scooped out a little area where he was lying down. And he was clearly enjoying that I am the master of this pile of sand, and I'm sleeping here, and no one else can come. And I thought to myself, what is the difference between this dog and the Maharaj of Udaipur? Same. 
Maharaja Vudayapur just has a he just has a bigger pile of sand. That's a more opulent pile of sand. But the mentality is the same. This is my property. And the dog is thinking, This is my property. I am the proprietor of this pile of sand. And the Maharaja Vudayapur is thinking, I am the the proprietor of this pile of sand. But who is the proprietor? And who are we? One one lifetime you may be the Maharaj, the next lifetime you may be a dog. Next, you may be a demigod, you may be a worm, you may be a brahmin, you may be a mlecha, chandala. Is there any guarantee? There is not. But people muddle through their life in ignorance because they haven't heard. They're defeated, parabhava. They're defeated in life. They're in ignorance because they haven't inquired. Jigasate. They haven't inquired about what are the real problems in life. The real problems in life are not where will I get food because God is supplying the necessities of every, uh, he's, uh, supplying the necessities of every living being. That one supreme personality of Godhead is supplying all the necessities of the subordinate living beings. Even the thief is eating food. The bank robber, the murderer, they're eating, they have their home, they have their money, they have their bank balance, they have their family, they're eating good food. God is supplying even for them. Will he not supply for devotee? Of course. So the real problem of life is not where to get food, where to get shelter. You know, even the ant has his hole in the ground where he lives. Thousands of ants are in their hole. They're living, they have their little ant society. They build their ant nests and they come out, they find their food. They make more ants. They create a bigger nest. They're doing the same thing that human beings are doing. So food is not the problem. Shelter is not the, the problem. Sense gratification is not the problem. What is the problem? That we've forgotten Krishna. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur said, the only real lack in society, the only thing that's missing is Krishna consciousness. And if we look at our life, if we become sad, if we become morose, we become a little depressed, unhappy, what is this? Krishna. Only Krishna. This is a solution to our own problems in life, not just for society in general, but for our own problems in life also. We have to mold our consciousness. We have to give up this karmatmakam mentality of being absorbed in material activities and go about our life performing our duties as we're obliged without attachment. If you're a family person, if you have a wife, if you have a husband, if you have children, a home to take care of, a job to go to, you do that because you're obliged, but without attachment. Because this is the whole secret, the whole beauty of Krishna Bhakti. It's not required that you renounce the world. But we have to renounce this mentality, being absorbed in material activities. It's all about me, my desires, my sense gratification, fruitive work. We have to give up that mentality. And if we give up that mentality, we finish this sharira bandha, bondage to this material body. This is the beauty of bhakti. Bhakti Vinotagra said, Oh, Nandikishore. My mind, my body, my home, Yokichumore. Whatever little bit I call my own, whatever little bit I think is mine, 
I offer to you because it's yours. This is actual renunciation. In Krishna Bhakti, renunciation and sense gratification are two sides to the same coin, the same ignorant coin. One side bhoga, one side tyaga. We're not meant to enjoy. Krishna is the enjoyer. He's, uh, it's all his property. He is meant to enjoy everything. It's for him. It's his and it's for him. We're not the enjoyer. And we're not the renouncer. Renunciation is also maya. We shouldn't think, I, will, I am the renouncer. I have given this money to the mandir and put my name on the plaque. Everyone should say jai to me and bow down and pat me on the back and say, yes, Prabhu, thank you. This is maya. Whose money is it? How did he make the money? With whose energy? With the energy given by God, with the intelligence given by God. And if we examine our life, everything is his property. Our home, our car, our, our clothes, the food we eat, the air we breathe, the water we drink. It's all his property. Every atom is his property. It belongs to him. He's present within every atom. It all is his. So what is to renounce? Renunciation is also maya. We renounce this mentality. I am the enjoyer. And we fix ourselves in this. Atmatatvam. Truth of the self. If we know who we are, then we can be happy. If we have no conception of self, how are we supposed to be happy? It's like if you have a bank account and you're thinking, let me, let me save $100 every week. And every week, for years and years, every week, you're putting that $100 into the bank. Then when you go to withdraw it, say at your retirement, and you see there's zero balance. You were putting money into the wrong account. It's gone. Someone else took it. It's gone. Wasted labor. So it's all wasted labor. If we don't understand, our whole life is wasted labor. Every ounce, every minute is wasted labor. If we don't understand Atma Tattvam, truth of the self, and give up this Kriya, fruitive activity, working for the satisfaction of the senses. Because this can never make us happy. Because we're Atma. Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita, in the seventh chapter, that this material world means earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intellect, ego. Material elements, gross material elements, subtle elements. Buddhi man ahankar. But apariyas itam tattvam Above all of that is the self proper. And this is Atma Tattvam. Understanding that I don't belong to this material world. I'm not part of it. I'm completely aloof from it. And we shouldn't wait till the time of death to find that out. Because this is, the, this is what happens. People become completely bewildered and confused and terrified at the time of death because they think I am dying oh my god I'm dying I just got hit by a car and now I'm dying and they leave their body and they see their body crushed and bloody and they become so disturbed because they think that's me 
But if a person knows, that's not me at all. They're completely undisturbed. Stita dir muni uchate, Bhagavad Gita says. Stita di muni. They're fixed in consciousness. What is atmatattvam? This is an important thing to understand. For example, my, my highly esteemed Godbrother, my revered Godbrother, Rajendra Nandan Prabhu, just left this world a few weeks ago. When he found out he had stage 4 cancer, he didn't make a big appeal to everyone, please pray to the Lord for my healing, for my, to cure me. He prayed. He said, don't pray for that. Pray that I may make a smooth transition to eternal service of my beloved spiritual master, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. He left this world with a smile on his face. He left hearing the holy name. He left with his hand in his bead bag, surrounded by loving devotees, wishing him well. No crying, no lamentation, no fear. This is Krishna Bhakti. This is what's available to each and every one of us by this sublime process that we've accepted by chanting the holy name and becoming knowledgeable. We have to make inquiry. To be knowledgeable, we have to hear. Hearing is so important. What are the, what are the real miseries of life? This fear, ignorance, delusion. These are what things that make us happy. But what is the solution to that? Bhagavatam says, Yasyam vai shriyamanayam krishna paramapurushe bhaktir utpadyate pungsa shoka moha vayapaha. These are the things that make us suffer. Shoka, we lament that when we lose something, there's a loss. Or, you know, you wreck your car or some unknown bill. or so, so many things can come up to cause a loss. Shoka, then we lament because of attachment. If you're not attached, there's nothing to lament. Oh, well, what to do? No problem. You wreck your car. Oh, well, what to do? It was going to, be, it was going to get sent to the junk mail someday anyway. No shoka, no lamentation. Moha, no illusion. What is the biggest illusion? I am this body. I am these senses, and I will enjoy. Biggest illusion. Big fat illusion. Because we're not this body. And if we are devoid of atmatatvam, we will think we are. So shoka, moha, baya. Baya means fear. Because if we're attached to the body, we become fearful. If you're not attached to your body, you leave this world with a smile. Because death means a beginning also. From our point of view, from the point of view of loved ones, from friends, acquaintances, family members, death is the end. But from the point of view of the person who's appearing to die, it's a beginning for that person. They're going back to Godhead. They're going to the heavenly planets. They're getting reassigned in the, in the service of their guru. They're happy. They're very happy. We're crying. But they're happy. This is Atmatatvam, understanding the truth of life. So how does that come about? Yasyam by shuyamanayam, by hearing. Hearing is the foundation of our spiritual life. Krishna, hearing about who? Krishna Paramapurushe. Krishna, the Parampurush, the Supreme Personality God. And when we do that, what happens? Bhakti utpadyate pungsam. That bhakti wells up. Bhakti comes to us. Bhakti is manifested in our life. We taste bhakti by hearing. Shuyamanayam. 
is so important. The whole foundation of our spiritual life is based on hearing. Hearing Krishna's name, hearing his pastimes, his beauty, his mercy, his form, his associates, his, his world, his character. Hearing all about Krishna and hearing his name, hearing his words in Bhagavad Gita, hearing about him from saintly people, in sages and rishis and mahatmas, in Srimad Bhagavatam, reading Ramayana, reading Mahabharata, Gita, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srimad Bhagavatam. This is all Shuyamanayam. And the result gives us everything we're actually looking for. We're looking for spiritual happiness. Where will you find it? In the pages of these beautiful books. This is proper inquiry. Jigasate. Atmatatvam. We get Atmatatvam. We understand the, the truth of our own existence in the pages of these books. Now there's something very amazing that happens when we hear. Srimad Bhagavatam says, Shrindatam Svakata Krishna Punyashavana Kirtana Kridyantastoya Badrani Vidunoti Saritsitam. Just hearing in itself is pious. But three things happen when we read, when we hear. Because re- reading actually means hearing. When we're reading Prabhupada's, Srila Prabhupada's purports, we're hearing from Prabhupada. Actually, it's hearing. Because we sing in the morning, Guru Mukha Padma Bhakya Chitete Koriya Aikya. That Srila Prabhupada spoke these books. These are, the, these are the words emanating from his lotus mouth. He didn't write his books with pen and paper. He spoke them. So when we read Srila Prabhupada's purports, we're as good as sitting in the room hearing from Srila Prabhupada personally. We're sitting with Prabhupada, hearing from him. So three things happen. When we read Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, all these amazing shastras, we become knowledgeable. Jigasati, we inquire and we become knowledgeable. We learn. But not just learning. Because anyone can learn, learn something and just repeat it back. That's basically what the whole educational system is in the Western world. You memorize and you vomit it back and you get a degree done. And you go hunting for a job. That's called education in the material world. Spiritual education means this. You learn, but by this process of hearing, Atmatatvam becomes manifest in our heart. And the third amazing thing, first you learn something, you memorize. But by hearing, that's, that quality, because we're hearing from Krishna, we're associating with Krishna through Srimad Bhagavatam, Idam Bhagavatam Nama, Purana Brahma Samitam. Bhagavatam is Brahma Samitam. It's directly Krishna. You can worship Bhagavatam with 16 Upachars. You can offer Arati to Bhagavatam. You can offer Tulsi to Bhagavatam. You can bow down to Bhagavatam. It's as good as Krishna, Brahma Samitam. So when we hear Bhagavatam, that sound vibration cleanses the heart from all illusions here. It cleanses a, a bodhijata. The ignorance in our own heart is cleansed just by hearing. This is the second thing. Third thing, most amazing thing, is that when we hear about Krishna, Krishna personally takes an interest in your life. He thinks He, he will think. This person is hearing about me. All of you that are on this call, 
You could be doing a hundred different things. Television is there, internet is there, magazines, family life, talking on the phone, visit to the mall, shopping, it's Christmas season, let's go have fun, restaurants are there. So many things are there, but instead of doing that, you're taking the time to hear about Krishna. How much pleased Krishna becomes because you want to hear about him. Because you want to hear about Krishna, Krishna gives you his mercy. And this is the most important of the three things. By hearing, you learn something. This ABC knowledge from Bhagavad Gita, all our Shastras. By hearing, your heart becomes purified. And, and by hearing, you get Krishna's mercy. So hearing is so important. If we don't, if we don't inquire, then what is, our, what is our standing in spiritual life? But you know, the sad truth of life, and I'm speaking about myself as, as well as many devotees I know, is that we waste so much time hearing other things. We waste so much time hearing. And what are they like? Bhagavatam says it's like the croaking of frogs. A frog thinks he's making beautiful music, but what is he actually doing? He's simply calling a snake to come and eat him. So we waste so much time. There's no time to waste. There's an urgency to spiritual life. Many of you may be younger devotees. I don't know. But speaking for... I turn 70 next year. And I think 70, 75, maybe I'll make it to... Five years is nothing. We've been in Mayapur three years. And the time just goes, zoom, done. Time goes so fast. And time is the most valuable thing. Ayusha Shana Ekopi Chanakya Pandit said, Pandit said, Ayusha Shana Ekopi Nanlabya Swanakotibi, that with millions of gold coins, you cannot buy one second of time. Time is the most valuable thing. So, how will we invest our time? In Facebook? Arguing with people? Just chatting about meaningless things? Chit chatting on the phone? All these social media, Facebook? Twitter, uh, YouTube, all these social media venues, mostly it's just a waste of time. Because anybody can say anything. And you think, oh, I, I have to say something. I have to say something back. And they say something, then they say something to you. You say something to them. And it just disturbs your mind. How did it help you in spiritual life? We should look at everything we do. Is this helping me progress in spiritual life? Is this making me a better devotee? Is this increasing my love of God? Is this cleansing my heart from all abodhijata, ignorance? We should ask ourselves this. And then we know what to do. So if we don't inquire, this, this whole verse is about making inquiry. How to spend our time. This is the most important thing. How to spend our time in Krishna's service. Another verse similar to the one I just quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam. It says, Srinvatam Shadeya Nityam Grinatascha Sacheshitam Kalena Nati Dirgena Vishate Bhagavan Vridi. That by hearing with Grinatam Sacheshitam, with great care and enthusiasm, what happens? That the Supreme Personality of Godhead is manifest in your heart. He's, man he's there, but we don't see him. Srila Prabhupada would talk with the Lord. Maybe some of you heard 
this story on the internet, an amazing story of Srila Prabhupada talking with Krishna. Now, if you haven't heard it, I'll relate it because it's, it's important that you hear it. It's an amazing story. My godbrother, his grace, uh, Amiyatma Prabhu, was staying in Los Angeles and Srila Prabhupada was coming to Los Angeles. So he made a plan. He knew Srila Prabhupada's car will pull up at the sidewalk right in front of the temple. Srila Prabhupada will get out of the car and walk into the temple. So he thought, I'm going to be right there on the sidewalk with a flower garland for Srila Prabhupada. And when he gets out of the car, I'm going to offer him flowers. I'm going to offer him a garland. I'm going to be noticed by Srila Prabhupada. I'm going to get his mercy. So that the time, as the time of Srila Prabhupada's arrival grew nearer, he was requested, Prabhu, Prabhu is coming. We still, you need to do this service. You, okay, okay, okay. His, his plan was finished. I have to do this service. I can't be in the sidewalk. I'll do my service. So I thought, well, when Prabhupada comes in the temple room, then I'll greet him. Even that wasn't possible. Next thing he knows, Srila Prabhupada is walking through the door with a hundred devotees. And they all push up so close to Prabhupada that he was pushed right next to Srila Prabhupada. And Amiyatma Prabhu is very short. His body is very short. Same as Prabhupada. Prabhupada was only like five foot two. Amiyatma was probably five foot one. And next thing he knows, he has to push back so he doesn't get pushed right into Prabhupada and bump right into Prabhupada. He's standing right next to Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada's making a prayer to Rukmini Dwarkadish. His hands are folded and he's making a prayer, but not exactly a prayer. Amiyatma heard every word that was coming out of his mouth. Rather, he's speaking to Krishna and Krishna is speaking back to him. He's asking the Lord, Oh my dear Lord, I see you're wearing a very beautiful outfit today. Do you enjoy this outfit? Silence. Because Krishna is answering. He can't hear Krishna. He can hear Prabhupada. And Prabhupada say, Oh, very good. Very good. Do they offer you Outfits like this every day? Silence. Ah, very good, very good. And bog, are they offering you nice boga? Yes, very good, very good. Are you enjoying what they're cooking? Are you enjoying the cooking? Silence. Ah, very good, very good. Prabhupada's talking to the deity. He's talking to Dwarkadish. He's asking questions and Dwarkadish is responding. Pratimana hitumi sakshad brajendranandana. Deity is not a statue. He is the Supreme Lord. And if your heart is purified, if you understand, if you've realized these things, you can also talk to Krishna. Sakshi Gopal walked all the way across India to be a witness for his devotee, to maintain the respectability of Brahminical culture. He walked all the way across and the, the devotee asked him, said, you're a deity. They're talking also. He's talking to the deity and he's arguing with the deity, with Gopal. So Gopal, you're a deity. How can you come all the way across India to my village to bear witness to this marital transaction? And the deity says, <laughs> the deity is telling him, I can't, I can't. I'm a deity. I can't walk. But devotees are clever. Devotees are clever. So he said, my, Oh my dear Lord, if you can talk, certainly you can walk. Let's go. Come on. 
And Krishna, Gopal, followed his devotee all the way across India just to maintain the respectability of Brahminical culture to, to, in the name of truth. We say Satyameva Jayate. Here's the most beautiful example of this. Satyameva Jayate. To maintain the principle of truthfulness. Krishna walked all the way across India for his devotee. So deity is not a statue. He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we can have a relationship with him if our heart becomes purified. He manifests himself in our heart. Santa Sadaiva Hrdeshuvilokayanti. Lord Brahma said. Santa Sadaiva. The saints always see Sham Sundar. Yam Sham Sundaramachanti Guna Surupam. His beautiful threefold bending form manifest in your own heart. Why? Premanjana Charita Bhakti Vilochanena. When your eyes are anointed with the salve of love, when you have love for God. When you have feeling for Him, when your heart melts in love of God, He manifests Himself and you'll see Him in your own heart. So this is the meaning of this verse. And how does it happen? How do we get from where we are to where pure devotees are? Seeing Krishna, talking to Krishna, seeing Him in, in their own heart. Shrindvatam, Shadaya, Nityam. Always hearing. Always hearing about Krishna. With great enthusiasm and determination. Kalena Nati Dirgena. Very quickly. Kalena Nati near Dirgena. Very quickly. He'll manifest himself in your heart. If you take up this process of hearing. Our whole the whole foundation of Krishna Bhakti is Shravanam Kirtanam. That means inquiry. Who am I? People don't even ask this question. It's so sad. They don't even ask. They just muddle through their life trying to find something to eat, a place to live, get some respect, a bank balance, a car. <laughs> people, people spend lots of money to buy a car. And they think, why, why do I need a car? Because I need a car to, work, to drive to work. And why do I work? To pay for my car. So in this way, they just are enmeshed in this rat race we call material life. And they never bother to inquire, why? Why am, I in, 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 why am I sucked into this rat race called material life? And how do I get out? This is the amazing nature of Krishna Bhakti. We have the answers. And the only thing that's lacking in the material world is the mercy of Vaishnavas. Because whatever we learned in the first few months of our devotional life can change the history, can change the course of human history. That everything belongs to God. It's His property. It's His land. It's His water. His mountains. His rivers. His sun. His moon. It's all His. So why fight? You're my brother. He's the seed-giving father of all living beings. If we understand it's all his and we're all brothers, war stops tomorrow. It's all his. Take what you need according to your need, not according to your greed. The world is, it doesn't know that. But if they did, 
if that knowledge was broadcast wholesale, war stops tomorrow. It, this uh, conflict between communities stops tomorrow. Between nations stops tomorrow. You believe and you act on the platform of knowledge. You're actually my brother. These things are lacking in human society. The simple things we learn. Dehi no sminyata dehi komaram jovanam jara. Asmin dehi. We're not this body. Simple when we walk through the door of Prabhupada's temples. Oh, we, we take it as such mundane thing. But it's actually the most profound knowledge that can change the course of human history. I am not this body. Therefore, the objective of my life is not to satisfy the needs of my life like the animals, the pigs and dogs and crows. We're meant to satisfy Krishna. This simple thing can revolutionize human history. And it's meant for It's meant viplava. Bhagavatam is meant for viplava, for creating a revolution and the impious lives of today's misdirected civilization. And we're meant to do that. It's just like you know, a, peace, you know, a peace proposition that we don't, you're, you're okay, we're okay, you know, whatever you think, it's your path, we have a path, you have a path, I respect you, you respect me. No! Rupanuga virudapa siddhanta dvanta harine. This is, we worship Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. Saraswati Thakur with this mantra. That whatever contradicts the instructions, the conclusions, the Shastra conclusions of Srila Rupa Goswami, because we're Rupa Nuga Vaishnavas, we're followers of Rupa Goswami, who understood Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jayana Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam. He understood directly what is the Manobhishtam. What did Lord Chaitanya want? Lord Chaitanya wants that Krishna consciousness be spread all over the world. No peace, love, dove. <coughs> That's your He said, 90% of my isn't Krishna Bhakti. Not what is. Because this is Kali Yuga. People are bewildered. Always unhappy. This is the nature of this Kali Yuga. So what is our job? What is the task at hand? To this ignorance. The misery of human society by giving them some knowledge. People criticize. <coughs> no, you Hare Krishna people, you're always forcing your books on us around the street making noise, such a disturbance. We're forcing them because they won't do it. They won't, won't inquire on their own. So we approach them. This is mercy. Read this book. Read Bhagavad Gita. Come to our temple. Chant Hare Krishna. And we spend lakhs and crores of dollars and rupees for this purpose. 
This is the highest welfare activity in human society. A hospital cannot solve the problems of life. Hospitals are good pious work. It's a good business for great hospitals. No problem. Everyone will need a hospital sometime in their life. It's only a matter of time. Hospital is necessity of human life in this world. But a hospital cannot solve the real problems of life. It cannot solve death. Even with the most advanced technology, most advanced machines, most educated, brilliant doctors, most up-to-date facility, it cannot solve the problem of death. Food distribution can't solve hunger. Medicine distribution can't stop disease. These are the these are the real problems of life, birth, death, old age, and disease, which can only be solved by Krishna Bhakti. This is our sacred duty, to preach Krishna consciousness, to wake people up, Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, Gaurachandabole, Kotanidha Jao Maya Pishachirakole. How long will you sleep on the lap of the witch called Maya, on the lap of the witch called ignorance, on the lap of the witch called sense gratification? on the lap of the witch called envy, greed, lust, and anger. Jeev Jago, we have to shake society, wake them up, make them understand what is the purpose of life. That is our sacred duty. And this is the conclusion that we should glean from the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. What am I doing to help other people come to Krishna Bhakti? Thank you very much. I hope I was able to say something today that was useful to you. Pancha kopatu bischa kripa sindhu bhevacham patitanam pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Srila Prabhupada ki jai grantaraj shimad bhagavatam ki jai nitai gor nitai gor nitai gor Anyone has any question? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Madanak Pranam, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Thank you so much for the wonderful class Prabhuji, where your classes are so enlightening. It's wonderful and I know that recently you also gave a class just a, a day or two back on the Bhagavad Gita. And uh, so nicely you are serving uh, us Prabhuji, so thankful to you for this. I wish we could also be of some service to you, you know. So... Uh, you're, being, you're, you're engaging me in service. You're actually my master because you're giving me service and I'm taking up your offer of service. I'm serving you. No problem. And you're giving me and you're giving me service. You're giving me something to do. Otherwise, I'll just be spaced out on Facebook or something. <laughs> yes, Prabhuji, this point came to my mind about the Facebook. Uh, one question came and you were talking about it. So what happens is, yes, I'm also on Facebook and what, see, we want to use it for Krishna conscious purpose. And there are a lot of our relatives uh, and many other friends, acquaintances, you know, who were like, uh, you know, they said, we don't want to be friends with you because you post about Krishna only. So then now after sometimes they come back and they again want to, uh, you know, uh, like uh, they see the post and whatever. One, one Mataji told me you have thousand followers or something like that. So I said, these are all followers of Krishna only. I'm just, uh, you know. But what happens, Prabhuji, when we are also on the Facebook, like we are posting something, we tend to see what is going on. And, uh, you know, and that takes away so much of our time. 
so how can we use this app in such a way that uh, this uh, i mean it's not an app it's like a facebook uh, how to use this in such a way that uh, we do our work and get done and and out of it you know and not to just scroll through like a newsletter and you know and everything is not krishna conscious there and it just takes away i mean the time just clicks and 30 minutes gone just on the yeah, facebook two hour, you know two hours gone sometimes if you're not yeah. careful yes yes so how do we uh, because we can't leave it also because we are doing some postings there uh, whichever like post i like yeah, no, you have to monitor you have to monitor your consciousness monthly facebook is also a great blessing because it's, it's full of devotees preaching same thing youtube youtube there's there's beautiful classes and budgeons and whole youtube is saturated with krishna bhakti actually facebook twitter i don't know about twitter probably the same thing so it is what what is this is yukta varagya that prabhupan or shila bhakti actually probably learned this from shila bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur tradition for in india for sanyasi was barefoot no possessions you know simple cloth sleep on the floor we see pictures of bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur wearing beautiful tailored coat nice cloth turban patent leather shoes riding in a model t ford unheard of why simply to promote respectability for gaudiya vaishnavism you invite the big lords and ladies to mayapur and give them prasadam he even had meat cooked outside in restaurants so they would come and not feel uncomfortable to introduce them to krishna bhakti this is yukta varagya so same thing with facebook we can use this in krishna service for example is a knife good or bad we have to say is it depends what you do with it a surgeon heals you with a knife <coughs> and a dacoit a murderer takes your life so a knife isn't good or bad it really depends what you do with it so same thing with facebook what do you do with it are you preaching or are you wasting time you have to monitor your consciousness this is the thing with facebook and probably used everything in krishna service so devotees are also using facebook and all these social media in krishna service but monitor your consciousness are you just spacing out and it's and it's also good to know what's going on in the world there's a funny story this holiness radhanath marsh was giving a college class one time and he was talking about how the war in vietnam has to stop because it's a ridiculous war people are losing their life why should people fight and kill their our brothers he went someone raises their hand and said maharaj uh, vietnam war was over 2 years ago <laughs> because he's he's not reading the newspaper he's like in his own world so we should know what's going on in the world and we should un- try and understand it but when you plug into that understand this that the news media is tightly controlled by demons i'll say it by demons actually they want you to know what they want you to know and they filter everything i'll give you another example just like movie industry who becomes a famous actor and what do people see on the screen what kind of impression do young people get of what a young man what kind of impression does a young man get of what is a man what is a real man he's got a leather especially here in india he's got a leather leather jacket he's got a big motorcycle he hasn't shaved for 2 weeks he smokes cigarettes he drinks alcohol he has a gun he's got five girlfriends and he's a criminal 
and this is this is the hero. This is the guy, the good guy. I'm not the good guy, but the the real tough guy, and he knows how to fight. And this is the impression that young people get. And and if a young girl, an innocent young girl, sees a woman ex- exposing her body to the public, like what's this lady's name? Nick Jonas's wife, Chopra, somebody Chopra. She's just she's like a prostitute. Showing her body to the public. What does a young girl think? Oh, this is what a woman does. This is what when I get big, I want to be like these movies. They're all a bunch of prostitutes and drug addicts, and they're completely corrupting the mind of young people in India and all over the whole same things going on all over the world. So media is actually brainwashing people to think: What is the purpose of life? Sense gratification. Do you ever see? The uh, a man shown as religious, as affectionate to his wife, as uh, chaste to his wife, loyal to his wife, taking care of children, maintaining family, religious, upstanding, moral. No, they're all a bunch of dacoits. Do you ever see a woman who's portrayed in media as properly dressed in a sari? Never. It's considered a taboo this is they say this is native dress you like a dinosaur if you dress in in or dinosaur a woman dressed nicely with sari with bindi with bangles with mongol sutra chased to her husband taking care of children worshipping the deity the opposite is portrayed Loose women with their hair flying everywhere, drinking alcohol, dancing in the club, and having a bunch of boyfriends. So they're brainwashing people, intentionally brainwashing people to make them a pack of asses. This is what's going on in the world. So our answer is to pull out a thorn with a thorn. Okay, media is there. As far as possible, we're producing media. We're producing, media, we're producing movies. We're on internet. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube to present Krishna. But monitor your consciousness. If you're exposing your consciousness to these things, be careful where it goes. Be very careful where it goes. Because you may, especially with your kids, and that, that's a whole other dark well of uh, potential danger. All kinds of horrible people are simply lurking on the internet to, to, advan- to take advantage of your children. When I was in America, I used to do jail preaching, prison preaching. One prison in North Carolina, uh, no, in Virginia, actually, just south of of, uh, Richmond. There's 1,400 inmates in that jail, and about 1,200 of them are all predators, pedophiles, sexual predators that have violated the chastity and moral laws of this country. Of, of not just this country, of human nature, by sexually assaulting young children. And they're everywhere. And the Internet is full of all kinds of garbage. They say that Internet is 50%, more than 50% of all Internet traffic is pornography. Exploiting women's body, exploiting children's body for the perverse, disgusting, so-called pleasure of base demoniac people so be very careful with your kids if you have kids if anyone is on this call that has kids be very careful with your children because the world even 
<clears throat> I saw these these clips. Speaking of clips on YouTube, there's this guy. I can't remember his name now. He, they set up a sting operation, where they 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 hang out on these these uh, sites where kids chat chit chat with each other, and they pretend that I'm a 13 year old boy, or I'm a 12 year old girl, and they and all these guys one after another, they're practically speaking making a, a beeline to come and have a relationship with what they think is going to be a young boy or young girl. But what's waiting for them? This this cameraman and the police. And they get locked in jail because they're a bunch of perverts trying to trying to exploit young young people. This is the society we're living in. So be very careful with your children. Monitor what know what they're doing, know what they're seeing on the internet because it's full of garbage and it's peddled on the internet. <clears throat> Even on my phone I have a, a very nice uh Panchang app on my phone called Vic Punchong. It's very handy. So I'm, I I don't pay for it. <clears throat> so I have the free version so that they advertise. So one day I'm going to open my Vic Punchong to see what is Nakshadra, what is Titi Vara, Yoga, blah, blah, blah. So I open it up and here's a completely 110% pornographic image advertisement that comes up. I'm looking for, at, for the Punchong. I don't need to see this. They push this thing on society to make people a pack of asses, a bunch of animals, to degrade them, to make them forget about the real purpose of life, of self-realization, atmatattva, God-realization, love of God, bhakti, liberation, just to make them a bunch of animals. So be very careful with the internet also. I, and I, I know in my own personal experience, because I counsel devotees, I spend a lot of time in base groups, and with uh, young devotee men, these mobile phones become a huge pitfall for them because they get tempted to watch pornography and it completely disturbs their sadhana, disturbs their mind, uh, makes them unhappy, guilty, because this is being pushed in society. So be very careful with, with media. Think twice. If you're reading a news article, think to yourself, what do they want me to think? What do they want me to buy? How do they want me to eat, to act, to talk, to worship, to marry, to associate with the opposite sex? What do they want me to, to think? They're, they're in, I'll give you an example. I was in Howrah Station several years ago, maybe two, three years ago, three or four years ago. And on the wall of Howrah Station is a large flat screen TV. And on the TV, there's inappropriately clad, in, inappropriately dressed young ladies dancing. Now, even 10 years ago, people would throw stones at that TV screen and tear it off the wall as inappropriate for, for the public. <coughs> but because it's being broadcast over and over again, people take it as normal. And this is how the whole human society is being perverted, intentionally perverted to make them like animals. To forget about God and the, and the purpose of life is to curb down sense gratification. Atma tattva, understand who you are. Who is God? Why am I here? These things are not preached. And they need to be. And it's our responsibility to do that. Especially your responsibility. You're the second generation devotee. We're all gone in a few years. All Prabhupada disciples, we're gone. I've lost so many God brothers and God sisters just this year. The responsibility is coming to you to do this. So please take note of what I'm telling you. Take it very seriously. Because this responsibility is coming to you 
sooner than you think. Okay, sorry, Mataji, long answered your question, but it uh, it's an issue for me, as you as you may have uh, perceived. Thank you, Prabhuji. And while you were explaining, I was remembering the story of Ajamil. You know how he in real saw. So what is the difference whether you see there or there? Kids can really, their minds can really become very, very uh, completely washed off into ignorance. Uh, that's true. You have to monitor. I know a friend of mine, she's a devotee and uh, they have a house here in America, up and down house, like, I mean, two-story. So, uh, you know, like the daughter likes to go and study upstairs, but then her mother doesn't allow her. I mean, remember she was, when she was like, uh, you know, this, uh, that age, you know, when going to high school. So she was made to sit below only, you know, like uh, in the living room. And uh, she would say, no, we don't want her to go up because there's so much uh, filth in the internet. Now she's mature, she's in, in college. So I know some of my friends who have done that where, you know, where the child is uh, watching the screen. So at the back, they can roam around and see what's going on. So mm. that monitoring is needed, definitely. And, uh, you know, this friend of mine was like, she's raised her son and daughter wonderfully like that. And uh, so they went to public school, everything, now they're in college, college. But I remember her telling me this. So, you know, I mean, we have to take that extra effort because of all this going on in the Kali Yoga. So thank you so much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Okay. Thank you. There, I mean, there, there can be a whole discussion about this, about how to, how to engage this, because we come to this material world to enjoy our senses. So the whole prescription of Vedic life is to do so in a regulated way. You want to be with a man? You want to be with a woman? Then be married. Deal with it. Get over it. Experience it. Get over it. And move on. This is Grihastha Ashram in a nutshell. You want to enjoy, you want to have things, you want to spend money and have opulence, okay, do that. Get it out of your system. But understand, it'll never make you happy also. So we, in conjunction with devotional life, then we get a good perspective on what's important and what's not. And we can move on in our life and never look back to a, to a sensuous life. And that's the value of Grihastha Ashram. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. Any other questions? Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you today, to bring my mind to beautiful Srimad Bhagavatam and get the association, electronically, even get your association. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Nitai Patitanam Pavani Bhyo Vaishnavi Bhyo Namo Namo Anand Koti Vaishnavindi Ki Jai Shila Prabhupad Ki Jai His Grace Sarvatik Prabhuji Ki Jai Thank you so much Prabhuji Hare Krishna Vanna Malani Mataji Mataji close the recording